I'm going to start up on my own, but when I've got enough money, I need to save a little bit of money for all the tools and things like that. Because an electrician's toolkit, it does cost a small fortune. You've got your power tools, you've got your test kit, you've got all your insulated kit as well, which cost a little bit more than your normal screwdrivers and spanners. It all adds up, and there's forever something else you want as well. You see someone else with a tool, you think, oh, that's going to be handy, you want one of them. But to begin to start up on your own, to start earning some money of your own business, do you need all these fancy tools? Can there basically be a basic amount of equipment that you can get away with and then just build your tools up over time whilst you're working for yourself? Well, that's a good question. And that's what a lot of electricians, I think, want to know. Do you need all this fancy kit? Do you need everything? Well, that's just what we're going to talk about in today's podcast. Toolbox Talks for Electricians, helping electricians reduce stress, gain back time and earn more money. Hello and welcome back to Toolbox Talks for Electricians. My name is Ben Poulter, your host, and today I want to figure out whether you need these thousands of pounds worth of kit to be able to start up on your own and run your own business. And a lot of electricians, they seem to think so. They seem that's what's going to stop them from starting up on their own. They think, yeah, I need to save it some money. I need this kit. I need that kit. I need everything to be able to do the jobs for customers where they've got a bit of a comfort when they work for a company maybe because if you need say a pat tester then yeah you go to your company and say to your boss i need a pat tester to do this job and they'll supply you with a pat tester so it's a bit of a comfort thing because i know pat testers you can spend up to five six hundred pound on them so in this podcast let's find out do you actually need to spend all that money before you start up on your own or can you just go out there and do it now but like many electricians you buy kit and you use it once because you want one and possibly because you've got one job where it needs you to have maybe a conduit bender. I went out and bought a conduit bender. I used it for one job and it's sat in the container. I ain't used it since. I haven't got a clue where the stocks and dies are. To be honest with you, if I went back to that job now that and did it this sort of day and age, I would have borrowed a conduit bender from someone because it would have saved me a fortune back in the day rather than having a conduit bender sitting there that's basically worth scrap metal. I would have been able to save a little bit of money on that job rather than spending a fortune on going to get some new stocks and dies and a new conduit bender. But it is what us blokes do, or maybe ladies do it as well. But I know so many blokes that they go and they spend a fortune on kit. We do. We go down that aisle in the supermarket in Aldi and just pick and choose. I think, mm, this will be handy. And you go and buy, you put it at home. I've got bits sitting at home as well where... <laughs> I haven't even opened up. I just picked it up and thought this will come in handy. For $5.99, I'll have one of them. I never used it. Be honest. How many people do just that? But it's the tools that you actually need to be able to run a business to start with. Things that you want. There's loads of things you want. You could list out a thousand things that you want all the time. Like I want to change all my kit to Milwaukee. Yep, I've got a load of Makita kit and it works fine. But for some reason, all I go red. But what tools can you actually just get away with in a way? Just maybe that you just need to do the job to be able to start your business and run your own business prof- properly. And the first thing you're going to need as an electrician is hand tools. Yes, you might not have to spend a fortune on some nipex cutters or a fortune on screwdrivers, but you will need to spend money on insulated screwdrivers. Every electrician, and you'll find it helpful that you need to have insulated screwdrivers on any work you do as a sparky. 
Because if you haven't got insulated screwdrivers, the last thing you want to do is be tightening up a switch, just a live cable. You're thinking, yeah, that terminal's dead because it's a two-way switch, it's fine. But then in the other hand, you switch that light switch on. Oosh, sugar. And maybe you're touching that shaft. Yeah, you're going to get a shock. So make sure you've got insulated screwdrivers. I think they're called VDE screwdrivers. So basically, they're up to a 1,000 volts. They're labelled on them, and they're, I say British standard, but I think it's worldwide, that they're able to take a 1,000 volts, basically, from whatever you touch. So, yeah, they're going to be handy. More likely, save your life. And, yeah, they're good screwdrivers as well. They're made quality. You don't necessarily have to get climb ones, but you can get a certain brand. There's Hager. There's so many different brands of screwdrivers out there, but as long as they're insulated... Just get yourself some decent screwdrivers. And then with your hand tools over time as well, you can treat yourself to maybe a little electrician's hammer. They're just a little bit better than the normal hammers you get. And stuff like that is little things that you can build up on your hand tools over time because you'll always see someone else or you'll think, hang about, these will be better. So you go and get it later on. You might see a video on the internet possibly where you think, right, I want to go and get myself one of them hammers. So you'll go and purchase it later on. But if you've got the money at the time, but it doesn't stop you starting up. A hammer, it is a hammer. Like, they do the same thing. They knock a nail in, let's be honest. The next thing that you're definitely going to need when starting up as an electrician on your own that you probably get given inside a company is a drill. A decent SGS drill. A decent drill that's going to be able to do all sorts of jobs. Yes, you can get away with the drill drivers on some some jobs, maybe. You use a spin driver everywhere you go. Every, every, t- every job you go to, you're normally going to use a little drill driver. But if you've got another drill as well, yeah, it might have a hammer on it. But that's not going to cut it for some jobs. Some jobs, you're going to need an SDS drill to be able to do your fixings. Or obviously with an SDS drill as well, if you haven't got a chaser, they're fantastic for chasing out. An SGS drill, yes, it will have like a hammer system bit on it as well, so you can use it for chasing out your boxes. So uh, with an SGS drill as an electrician, it's going to be very handy when doing your work. And the bonus thing about all these power tools as well, yeah, you're going to get your own brand one. You can't have like a DeWalt SGS, a Makita drill driver, and then maybe a little saw that's another brand like Milwaukee or something, because it's going to be a nightmare with batteries. I've always stuck to the same brand sort of thing. I had Hilti for ages. Hilti, I didn't really get on with it. It was expensive and it didn't last, well, I think I had it for two or three years. But I think this other one, as you can probably tell, I've had it for like five years and it's still going strong. So I haven't bit the bullet yet to change all my tools to Milwaukee because if I'm going to change, I'm not going to carry around three or four chargers. I'm going to change it to all the same. So basically the batteries fit the same as well. The next thing, what you're going to definitely need for any installs in domestic, industrial, commercial, is get yourself a tester. The tester's they do cost up to £1,000 for a decent and multifunctional t- tester. Where they do the RCD, the loop test readings, the continuity, insulation resistance. They do everything. They're a lot better these days. When I first started, we had these Robin meters that you had one for a mega in and one for continuity and then one for a loop. It was all in a case. It was nice and neat, but they're old hat. And I think Robin... The old brand were for testers. Q-Tech bought them out. So now I've gone to Q-Tech where, as you can probably tell as well, this is a quite an old one. It's a, I don't know, like a KT64. It's not gone bang yet. I only need to replace things 
when they're broke. So I can get away with it. This tester as well, it's been calibrated every year. And the best the best idea to get it calibrated, you're going to need it for your insurance to say that your test is calibrated as well. So you get calibrated once a year. Every year it sends it off and they'll tell you if something, something's wrong with it. Because the last thing you want to do is be in a property, testing the house. Could you use your tester to find these faults as well? You don't want to be having your tester getting false readings when the fault's not even there. It'll be a bloody nightmare. Like if this is not calibrating, it does work. You don't know your leads or something's not wrong. You trust that tester. Get it calibrated. It just makes it work more efficiently. It's a bit like getting your car serviced. You might not know that you've got a wheel bearing on until you take it for a service or an MOT. So you want to know that something doesn't work. So that is what calibration does. You can, however, pick all these testers up from maybe Facebook Marketplace, eBay for cheap. But just be careful. It's more than likely someone stole it out of a van. Like I say, with my test kit, I'll have that until it doesn't work anymore and it's scrap or throw it in the bin. I've had my money's worth out of it over the years. So it'll be worth it. So yeah, buying second-hand kit, it's a bit dodgy. You don't want to go spend out five, six hundred pounds for a kit that you think, yeah, this will be spot on. Unless someone gives you it. If it's an electrician and he hands down his old kit to you, fantastic, spot on. That'll get you going. It'll get you used to testing. Or maybe if you're an apprentice or a trainee, then you can sort of learn a lot more with a tester. An old tester will do just as fine as a new tester. But every tester is different. Every tester's got different sort of functions on it as well so when you buy a new tester you got to play with it it's like boys and toys when they get a new kit you got to trial the functions out you're testing you're tripping the rcd in your own house just to see how it works and how it records the speed and for the research of this podcast i did a little search on facebook marketplace for testers and some people are selling some testers for dirt cheap either i don't know it could be a scam or they're bleeding stolen because as an electrician, you know how much a tester's worth. And you don't want to go and buy a cheap stolen tester because you're supporting these bloody van thieves and they do my head in. One of the best things that I've bought, well, basically the last two or three years, actually, is recently, is a rucksack as a tool bag. Yet I've had so many tool bags over the years. I've had one of the metal ones that come out. I've had a, a Stanley box. I've had a big like tote bag where you carry around with all my kit in. But get yourself a decent rucksack. You don't have to spend a fortune on these fantastic ones. You can get the cheap ones from Screwfix, which will do just the same. A rucksack where you can put it on your back, it's easier to carry. You'll know as an electrician that you want to save your joints as much as you can because you're bending around and you get a bit of a bad back sometimes. So yeah, get yourself a rucksack and it'll be easier to carry around, especially when you're going to do a little job. Like you get these little jobs sometimes, you're popping in the way home or maybe a little call out where you're going to pop in somewhere, take your rucksack and you've got all your screwdrivers, your little test kit in there and... You can just do that job quickly and efficiently without having to drag all your kit out because my old bag, it had a drill driver in there. It had everything in there. Even in the bottom of it, it had a pipe cutter for when I did flat um, showers. How many showers did I do? I did like one one every every month. So I didn't need to carry all that kit. Now I've got a set of drawers in the van where they're all in there, in there located in their nice little place. Bit of like bit OCD-ish, I suppose. But it's nice, everything having its own little area. So what certain job you do, you just take out your bag, and you fill it with certain bits that you're going to need for that job. You don't have to carry all these tools around. Trust me, you want to save your back because, well, electrician's work is hard sometimes when you're pulling in cables, especially when you're dragging up maybe to kit up a, block, a 
block of stairs. I like on flats. I hate working on flats because it's always the one on the top floor. And these rucksack bags as well, you can pick them up as cheap as 37 quid. One thing that electricians cannot do without is a torch. Whenever you go to a property, you're turning the electric off. So get yourself a decent torch, one that's going to be charged at a time as well. I've got two or three now because, yep, the batteries go flat. You go to a property and you're looking for a fault, the lights don't work. So if it's late in the evening or maybe sometimes it's in a loft or something, you've got to be able to see. You've got like a head torch, you've got a little light that you've got in your bag. You've just got all sorts of lights that will make it handy for you to see what you're doing. I've tried before where you think, right, I've just got to do this. I'll use my phone. It's a nightmare to have your phone out and to try and look in the back of a terminal to see if they're loose or anything. You get a torch out, you can see what you're doing. So I have plenty of torches because as an electrician, you're always going to need one. Another handy little tool you're going to have as an electrician, a volt stick. Everyone needs a volt stick. It's just, I wouldn't trust it completely yet, definitely. It's just nice to go to a cable to say, right, that's live. And that sort of gives you an idea that you've got to check. Sometimes, yeah, it can tell you that cable's live, but not necessarily working because I've used this a thousand times and thought, yeah, that's live. Why didn't the light work? Well, you lost your neutral. So that's where you'll go back to your bag and get your little continuity testers. And these are spot on. I see so many sparks with these little fluke meters. They're like continuity testers. It will tell you whether you've got a live and a neutral. And you can just test sort of things. Well, continuity to see things bell out as well to give you an initial idea of fault finding. And these, yeah, any continuity testers will be proper handy as a sparky. So with these initial tools, I'd say you can get started. There's a lot of jobs you can do with just these tools. The main thing, yeah, it's probably going to be the SCS drill and your tester. Every electrician's going to have a tester or you need a tester sort of thing and know how to work it. So you're going to need a tester and an SCS drill. They're going to be your main expense sort of thing when starting upon your own. Because later on when you can go and get yourself like a multi-tool or some super rods, or just maybe a conduit bender as well. Just things that you're going to need for the jobs that you're doing as your own company. Because the only thing is, when you work on your own, yeah, unless you know a lot of other sparks, and you can say, right, can I borrow your conduit bender? Because I don't know anyone that uses a conduit bender day in, day out. That is what, like for domestic sparks anyway, that don't always use a conduit bender. Or even a chaser. You're not always using your chaser, so you can borrow other people's chaser. But if you work with other sparks, you'll always see, where did you get that from? I want one of them. Because treating yourself to new tools, it does make your life easier. And it makes you a better electrician, I think, as well, because it makes you a lot quicker in what you're doing. But I do believe that it's a complete myth that if you have got rubbish cheap tools, it means you're a rubbish electrician. I don't think that's the case. End of the day... It's about how good you are as a sparky, how good you can do the job. Because you might have cheap tools, but it might be because you're starting up. I've got no end of cheap tools that I've had from the beginning and then got the shiny object syndrome where I think, oh, I want a new one. There's nothing wrong with the old ones. So I went and bought a new one, but then I like using my old ones. I'm just comfortable. I know what I'm doing sometimes. So you go back to using your old ones all the time, but you end up with a thousand tools. So I don't think it is necessarily just because you've got maybe cheaper tools that makes you a rubbish spark. You could be the best spark in the world and have bloody cheap old tools. But as long as you can do the job efficiently and safely, then what else matters?
And it's always about continuously learning. Don't be afraid to think, hang about, this is a new way to do things. This is a better way to do things. This is what I find out on all the, the videos that I put out on social media. Someone will say, I don't mind the negative comments because it makes you think, is there a better way of doing this? So this is why I like sharing the little tips and tricks that I've learned over the time on the videos as well, because a lot of people, they say, yeah, I didn't think of doing it like that, Ben. So it's a good idea for all the things that I've learned to share with everyone else as well, because there are a lot of electricians out there on social media and YouTube and things which show you how to do a job a lot more efficiently. And sometimes when you watch them and think, Damn, yeah, I should have done it like that. It's just these little tweaks that make you better every day that make you a better electrician over time. And this is exactly what I'm trying to do with Toolbox Talks for Electricians. And with this time of year, when a lot of people are saying, I haven't had much much work, I haven't had many phone calls, this is something that I've never had to deal with. I've always had phone calls, I've always had work going on, which I'm not trying to say, look at me, look at me, I've got a fantastic amount of work. I want to figure out what I've done over time and why haven't I ever gone quiet? Why have I never had a quiet period? So this is what I'm trying to do with this podcast by telling people exactly what I've done and maybe help you get plenty of work too. So check out the next podcast, How Do Contractors Find Work Today? And I'll leave a link to that in the show notes below. Because it's not just electricians that I've heard are struggling for work at the moment at this time of year. It's all trades. There's plasterers and plumbers and chippers. And I think the things that I've done to keep my business continuously in work, it can work with any trade as well. So maybe share this podcast with your plumber, with a carpenter, or with a builder. And they can maybe get a few tips and tricks on how to build their business. So until next time, I'll see you again. <laughs>